welcome back to the 14th episode of the Barrett Up Podcast. My name's Albie, and today on the podcast, we've got four amazing segments for you today. We'll kick it off with the weekly whack, followed by the Obscura Rules segment, where we look at one of the most in-focus Obscura Rules that has been in focus recently because of a T20 tournament that has been happening. Then we'll Followed by that, we will have What a Snag, which we'll look at the moment of the week, and then we'll finish the podcast off with, if I could turn back time, looking at one of the moments of history in the game of cricket. So that is the plan for today's episode of the Bowed Up Podcast. And before we get into it... um. Recently, I created an Instagram page for this podcast, so if you could go follow at bailedup underscore podcast, that would be great. There will be some exclusive content there, like videos sort of stuff, updates on when podcasts are going to be released. It would be great if you could go follow. And let's get into the first segment for today's episode, which is, of course, The Weekly Whack. This is The Weekly Whack. Welcome to the Weekly Whack for today's episode and let's just get straight into it with some big news coming your way. The county cricket has begun in England with draws the result all around but all in one game. Alistair Cook, the former test cricketer for England, making runs for Essex with 100 of 266 balls. Bit unlucky for England that he is retired because it looks like at this stage he is in fine form heading into the county season. Moving on, Australians have returned to the IPL with Pat Cummins, David Warner, Glenn Maxwell and Marcus Donis all making an impact, as well as Matthew Wade, the um, uh, 36-year-old wicketkeeper batsman from Tasmania, also making an impact for the Gujarat Titans in the IPL as well. Pat Cummins making a massive, um, massive impact in the IPL, some record-breaking innings, but we'll talk about that later in the episode and moving on again the international cricket council the icc has stated that neutral umpires will make a return in test matches to make sure that all decisions made are not biased and don't alter the situation of the game in a negative way they also said that the u.s or the united states will be the co-host for the 2024 men's t20 world cup and that the first ever inaugural under 19 women's world cup will be played in january 2023 so big news there from the ICC and good to see that an under-19 Women's World Cup is finally getting to be played. It will be in the T20 format but it's great for women's cricket so we can see those international stars of the women's game rise through the ranks in an under-19s World Cup. South Africa have won their Test Series against Bangladesh 2-0 after Kajav Maharaj got took. 7 for 40 in the final innings to bowl Bangladesh out for 80. Keshav Maharaj is a spinner and he seemed that he got wickets pretty much left, right and center in the game. He won player of the match with his nine wicket haul. So it was great to see South Africa win the test series, but also good to see that Bangladesh is playing more test matches and looking like they are a team, not, not to beat, but a developing nation in the game of cricket. Western Australia have won the Sheffield Shield as the match ended in a draw on the final day. Western Australia won because of the bonus points that were awarded throughout the match, with Sam Whiteman winning player of the match with 85 and a defiant 123 of 338 balls 
in the third innings. If you didn't watch it, he left some balls that you didn't think he could leave. He, wherever there was a ball that, less, that they let loose, square of the wicket, he absolutely punished. It was great to watch, and congratulations, WA, for winning that Sheffield Shield title. And Aaron Hardy, the young all-rounder from WA, hit his high score in first-class cricket with 174 not out of 317 balls. Again, with the news with Western Australia, Western Australia have had its best Australian domestic summer for both men and women. The women's Perth Scorchers won the WBB final to kick it off in November. Then the WA men's won the BBL final, the Marsh One Day Cup, and then the Sheffield Shield final for the first time in 24 years. So it was great to see some success in uh, for the Western Australia domestic side in the uh, men and women. And also we can see that lots of international players are coming through the ranks from Western Australia and arriving on the international stage. Moving on, Australia have won the ODI Women's World Cup against England with Alyssa Healy winning player of the match with her 170 of 138 in the final. England lost despite Nat Sivers 148 not out off 121 balls. Nat Sivers fighting innings was amazing. I watched some highlights and the way she went about it. She was just fighting for her team but unfortunately she couldn't get it over the line for her team because Australia bowling side was just too strong and all of Nat Sivers teammates in England were just falling around her. On to the last piece of news. If you didn't know, after the Ashes summer, uh, England coach Chris Silverwood was fired or sacked and left the role of the head coach of England. But now the ex-England coach has gotten a job as the head coach of Sri Lanka, leading into the series against Australia later this year in the winter of Australia. So that's good news for Chris Silverwood. Hopefully we can see him do well as the head coach of Sri Lanka um, because he's got a big task ahead of him playing Sri Lanka again. So hopefully we can see a tight contest between Sri Lanka and Australia with Chris Silverwood appointed as the coach. So that's all we have today for the Weekly Whack. On to the next segment. What kind of rule is that? This is obscure rules. Welcome to Obscure Rules for today, and today I've got a very obscure rule for you all, and let's just talk about the rule of retirement quickly. If you didn't know, if a player gets injured or they don't feel well or they can't bat any more than they can get um they can get retired and then they can come back in in the innings at a later date but this is where we lead into our obscure rule Ravi Ashwin Ravichandran Ashwin the international Indian player retired himself in an IPL match against Lucknow Super Giants he was the first ever player to do so Ashwin came to the middle on the 10th over and made 28 of 22 balls before retiring with 10 balls remaining in the innings the Ashwin's retirement then allowed Rewan Parag, who is a noted big hitter, to come in and then hit eight of four balls to then um, make Rajasthan Royals tota bigger in the end because Ravi Ashwin thought that Rewan Parag's batting ability would be stronger towards the end of the innings than his. But is this legal? But it really is. According to Law 25.4.3 in the Rules of Cricket, 
If a batter retires for any reason other than inj- other than injury or illness, the innings of that batter may be resumed only with the consent of the opposing captain. If for any reason his or her innings is not resumed, that batter is to be recorded as retired out. So if towards the end of a T20 match, or only can happen in T20s and short ball formats, so if they think that they have a better chance of winning or just... Um, getting to a higher total if that person retires. They re- they can retire themselves, send someone out there to then um, change. But this means that the captain of the opposing team can only let that batter in if he wants them to come back in. If he doesn't want them to come back in, or his or her doesn't want them to come back in, then that means they are recorded as retired out, and they are deemed out, but they weren't actually, like, actually gotten out from a catch or an lbw or bold or run out or things like that this means that the batter cannot return into the innings until the opposing captain allows it now this rule is only meant for limited overs cricket and is only seen occurring in t20 cricket as well it's very very risky in my opinion and it's very very unseen at all ian bishop the former west indies test fast bowler said that it was fantastic tactics from ravi ashwin and his retirement caused the rajasthan royals to pretty much win um so it was great to see those sort of tactics being used in an ipl match and hopefully we can see them being used in a t20 international match sometime in the future that is all for today on the obscure rules segment on to the next segment what a snag the moment of the week Welcome to What a Snag for today, and today we've got a very big moment of the week. If you didn't know, the Australians returned back to the IPL like I mentioned earlier in the episode, with Pat Cummins making quite the impact for the Kolkata Knight Riders. He's one of the highest paid players in the IPL, and it's shown by his amazing innings that he played with the bat, not just the ball. He got 50 of 14 balls, which equals the record for the fastest IPL 50. It was great to see him dominate with the bat he pretty much stepped over to the offside and opened up the leg side and just dominated he hit 34 of fellow Australian Daniel Sams over in a just crazy hitting display he ended up with 56 or 15 balls and he also won player of the match because he got two wickets in the bowling innings as well he was the reason they won and it was amazing to see him just dominate with the bat like he dominates with the ball so great stuff Pat Cummins and I have a bit of audio of the commentators reactions of him um hitting the ball all around the park and just his reaction when he brought up the 50 is just amazing as well so i'll put in the audio now is it going is it going is it going yeah the fastest 50 equals the record kaora hall in ipl history quite extraordinary 14 deliveries take a bow big pat cummins We can see by the audio that the commentators were just absolutely bewildered by the hitting power of Pat Cummins in this innings. 
If you didn't see the video, I'll link it below in the episode description. You can watch the video on the IPL website. Just the reaction of Pat Cummins of him um, when he was hitting the ball. It was so funny just because he was so surprised that it was coming out of the bat so cleanly. And all the Kolkata Knight Rider fans were losing it if you didn't hear in the back zone. So it was good to see the Australian captain make an impact in the IPL. And hopefully we can see him make more impact with the bat and the ball in the future. So that's all we have time for today on What a Snag. On to the next segment. Welcome to If I Could Turn Back Time, which is where we look at a moment in history that is quite interesting. Now, we haven't talked about in this podcast about things like a specific knock um, or a sanctuary or things like that that have changed the game in a game situation. We've seen that Brian Lara made 400 not out in a, a test match, but no one's really thought about the most balls faced by an individual in a test innings. And this record is owned by Leonard Hutton, who was a former test cricketer for England, and he got the most balls faced in a test innings against Australia at the Oval on the 20th of October 1938, he made 364 of 847 balls with 35 fours and was out in the middle for over 797 minutes, which is about 13 hours and 20 minutes. Just the concentration for about 50 or 100 balls is quite a lot, quite intense. Concentration for every single ball is quite immense as well. Imagine the concentration needed for 847 balls and the amount of runs that he scored was quite amazing. That's got to be one of the highest totals in cricketing history and it was a great knock. There is no actual video about it because it wasn't 1938, but if there was, it would be on the news straight away because 360 of 847 balls is a very big milestone. That's a lot of balls to face in a test innings. And I thought Leonard Hutton should just have a bit of recognition for this amazing innings he played in 1938. So that's all we have time for today on If I Could Turn Back Time. Moving on to the outro. Thank you for listening to the 14th episode of the Bailed Up Podcast. Now, this podcast was a very good podcast, in my opinion. And as I said earlier in the episode, I did start an Instagram page for the podcast. So if you could go follow at Bailed Up underscore podcast, that would be very good for the podcast so we can expand how many people listen to the podcast and speaking of that if you really enjoy this podcast i enjoyed making it but if you enjoyed listening to it then please share with as many people as possible so we can get lots of people listening to this podcast now that's all we have time for today on the 14th episode of the bowed up podcast my name is albie and albie's out